Well, it's a real privilege to be able to hand over to David and Greta. I know we're in for an exciting time uh, this evening and tomorrow, so why don't you just give them a warm welcome as they come and minister to us. Thank you, Don. Bless you. I'm not sure it's the spirituality that makes Don forget. I was thinking it's age, maybe. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, just throwing that out as a possibility. And uh, Yeah, yeah, right. That will be cut from the recording. Good evening, everybody. Great to be with you in Whangarei. And uh, how many were here five years ago when we ran this school? Okay, about maybe just a handful of you. Well, we have tweaked it and changed it a bit. So, and uh, I always feel like you know, it's 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 more not the teaching so much as encountering the one who is the teacher, isn't it? So we want you to, you know, tonight is a night of encounter with the Holy Spirit, and we want to encounter the Father tomorrow, encounter Jesus as healer. So, uh, you know, so we want to. It's all about encountering Him. And uh, Greta and I don't have anything special to give you, except, you know, we just believe the Holy Spirit works through weak vessels. And, um, and so, you know, really just have your antenna up for what God will say. And um, if you've drawn near to God, what has He promised to do to you? Draw near to you. So believe for that. It's really wonderful to be back in Whangarei again. And thank you, Don and Penny, for inviting us. And, you know, David and I want to commend this church you and, and, and just really honor you, Penny and Don, for creating a culture of promptness. And this might really sound minor, but, but let me tell you, there are many churches that have a culture of lateness. And um, it really, it honors our king. And so just, you know, it delights Father's heart that you, and, and I just sense the expectancy and the hunger. And... Um, our prayer is that every single one of us will not be the same at the end of this seminar, that, that, that the Holy Spirit will touch every one of us, that we will encounter our Father, we will encounter Jesus, and leave transformed. Amen. So we're going to get into it. If you'd like to turn to session one in your notes. That. And um, the question is this, if a brand new Christian came up to you this evening and said to you, I've heard there's something called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, could you explain what that is to me and could you pray that I receive it, how many of you would feel confident that you could A, explain what the baptism of the Spirit is and B, you'd feel confident praying that the person receive it? Just let me see your hand if you would feel confident, okay, about... About five of you, six of you. Okay, so the end goal of this session is that everybody, by the end of this session, would be able to put your hand up. Okay, so even if you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, someone else receiving. At the end of the session, we will be praying for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit who haven't, may not have been and you'd like to be. My story is um, I was brought up in a traditional church, um, it gave me a belief in God, but I didn't really know him. I went to university, I met some uh, evangelical Christians, they led me to the Lord, I was born again. They were very good on discipleship, and so they taught me how to have quiet times every day. We did weekly Bible studies together. Um, they taught me how to share my faith about 
two, three months into being a new Christian, um, my, the guy helping me turns up one day. He's got 60 memory verses printed out on little cards. He says, here, memorize these. And I thought every new Christian had to do it, so I did it. And, uh, and that was cool. And uh, I've been memorizing scripture off and on over the years uh, ever since. But um, within maybe, you know, within... Uh, a short space of time, my life as a new believer became very highly disciplined. Um, you know, I was ticking all the boxes, quiet times, weekly Bible study, scripture memory, sharing my faith, doing all that stuff that you do, the disciplines of the Christian life. But after a couple of years of ticking all these boxes of discipline and stuff, I started to feel like there was something missing. And I thought, it's just like I'm doing all this stuff, but God still seems to be out there somewhere. And, you know, what's wrong? And I didn't know, I didn't have an answer. And I remember going home. I was at Canterbury University in Christchurch, went home to my hometown of Blenheim. And I happened to bump into one of my old high school teachers, and I knew that he was a Christian. So I, uh, he invited me around. I was just sharing with him and his wife that I'd become a believer. And I said, but this is my problem. And then they said to me, oh, look, we know what the answer to that is. I said, what? He said, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I said, well, what's that? And then they explained to me what that was. And I said, well, I want that. And uh, then they said, okay, we're going to pray for you right now, which sort of shocked me. I thought everything had to happen in church, but this was their lounge, and, and it was a Tuesday. So um, they pray, They lay hands on me. They prayed for me, and literally I felt power just come out of heaven hit my head, go through my body. And I also felt like something welling up within me, like flowing out of me. And then, they, and I knew I was getting filled. Then I said, we're going to pray that you speak in tongues. I said, what's that? They explained that to me. And because uh, I knew nothing, you know, I, I didn't know a thing. I felt like there was something welling up in my tongue and, and I, you know, but I was self-conscious and I stifled a big mistake. Don't do that because uh, you end up fighting the Holy Spirit. But they were very gracious and they said, look, that's okay. You just go home tonight, spend some time at home on your own, seeking God and just really expect him to give you that gift. So I drove home and I knew something had happened. Honestly, I felt drunk with joy. The, 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 the car was wandering over the road. I mean, it was just like, I felt like I was in, you know, just loved the whole world and... Um, and, you know, I went to bed that night and I shut the bedroom door and I said, Lord, they said I should speak in tongues. So I just lay on my bed and I said, Lord, I want that gift. And nothing happened. And then I prayed again. I said, Lord, I really want that gift. And into my mind came a sound. It was the sound, the syllable, la. And I thought, there is no way I'm saying that. cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You cannot receive anything from the kingdom of heaven. So I said, all right, Lord, here it goes. And out flowed this language of tongues that I'd never heard before. And I'm speaking in tongues at the top of my voice. There's a knock on the bedroom door. It's my mother. Is everything all right in there? I said, yeah, mom, it's fine. And I quietly spoke in tongues. I didn't want to stop because I thought if I stop, maybe I'll never start again. I don't know how this thing works. And uh, I must have fallen asleep because I woke up in the morning and I could, I could pray in tongues at will and have been doing that ever since. 
And you know, when I went to have a quiet time that morning, it was different. I just wasn't reading the Bible out of duty anymore. I actually encountered the Lord. It's like he jumped off the pages of those scriptures and like he became so alive. And it's like Jesus became so real. And a week later, I was baptized in a river, baptized in water. To another level in a quantum leap. And uh, I've never looked back. And uh, so we're going to teach you about this amazing thing called the baptism of the Spirit and how you receive it. So Greta's going to come and talk to us about that. All right. So baptism of the Holy Spirit. As many of you probably will know, the word baptism comes from the Greek baptizo, which means to immerse or thoroughly soak. Then the Holy Spirit is a person. So to be baptized in the Holy called the Holy Spirit. And sweetheart, if you could hold my bowl for you. I've brought the sponge, which represents you and me. And if the bowl of water represents the Holy Spirit, poor representation, because the Bible says that God gives a spirit without limits. But when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we are soaked in the Spirit of God. We are immersed in the Spirit of life. We are but you know, in John 7.38, Jesus said something about the Holy Spirit. He said, whoever believes in me, out of his inmost being will flow rivers of living water. And, you know, God wants to so fill us with his Holy Spirit. Let him flow in that he will flow out of us like rivers of living water. Now, if we go to the first scripture in your notes... And he's speaking about this amazing promise of the Father. And it's a gift of the Father. And if Father promises a gift, we know we are guaranteed to receive it, aren't we? Because God is so holy, utterly perfect, he cannot break a promise. Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you what he promised. Remember, I've told you about this before. John baptized with water, but in just... upon you, you will receive power and will tell people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we could say, in Whangarei, in Northland, in New Zealand, to the ends of the earth, if we apply that to ourselves. And you can read Acts 2 for the fulfillment of this on Pentecost Day. Now, someone might ask you, what is the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Firstly, it's to witness for Jesus and preach the gospel. Because Jesus said, you will receive power to be my witnesses. And I discovered that when I was baptized, I, from being 
quite a, a timid, shy person, I suddenly received this boldness. And I just wanted to tell everybody I met about how amazing Jesus is and how real he is and that they can have a personal relationship with him. Secondly, another purpose is to operate in supernatural power. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, like healings, miracles, etc., are intended to accompany the sharing, the witnessing of the gospel. And it, these gifts are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then a third purpose is so that you and I can be empowered for kingdom living in all areas of our lives. I mean, I discovered long ago, if I try to obey God and what God's word says in my own strength, I really want to please my father, but in my own strength, I fall flat on my face. My efforts just can't do it. I need the Holy Spirit's power to enable me to live the righteous life that, that God calls us to. Now, we notice a classic pattern in the book of Acts. They were filled with or baptized in the Holy Spirit. They received power and love. And then they were released in prophetic speech, usually tongues. Though we do read in Acts 19, and the verses are there in your notes, where they also prophesied. You to pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit. And you mention speaking in tongues, and they say, what is speaking in tongues? Well, you can explain to them it is the unlearned supernatural language of men and angels. Has anyone here studied a language at, at university? Yes, I see a few hands. Well, you had to study very hard, didn't you? You had to write exams. It was a lot of diligent, conscientious hard work. Well, isn't this awesome? The Lord gives you an entire language as a gift. And so, to me, it only makes sense to receive this wonderful gift. Another thing about speaking in tongues is that it is perfect prayer and praise to God. Now, sometimes when one's in a situation, you just don't know how to pray because it's very complex. But when we pray in tongues or praise God in tongues... We can know that we are praying in God's will, and therefore the Lord is going to respond, and we, we have that assurance that, that he will respond. I think a little bit of that famous red telephone that you've sometimes seen in, in movies, where, say, there's a national crisis in the USA, and one of the military commanders um, picks up the red telephone and has a direct line to the president in the White House. Well, think of tongues a little bit like our hotline to heaven. Uh, our, you know, in any SOS emergency situation, or we we need God to intervene quickly. We can we can pray in tongues. Another thing about tongues is that it strengthens the speaker spiritually. So use it often. I remember Paul said in, in, to the Corinthians, he said, I praise God, I speak in tongues more than all of you. So it, is, it really builds us up spiritually. Now what I've been referring to so far refers to the private use of tongues. If it's used publicly, 
The Bible says in Corinthians that then there should always be an interpretation because God always wants to encourage, edify everybody. Unless, of course, the exception is, is everyone is speaking in tongues together. And Acts 2 verse 4 is, is an example where they were praising God together in tongues. Now, does the baptism of the Holy Spirit happen at or after conversion? At conversion, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. In other words, he comes to live in us. Romans 8, 9 says, And remember that those who did not receive the Spirit of Christ, do, who, sorry, who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them, are not Christians at all. So if you haven't received the Holy Spirit, uh, then it means that Christ is not living in you. Um, when, when you invite Jesus into your heart, the Holy Spirit comes in and lives in you at that moment. You're indwelt by him. However, this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate experience. Acts 8 verses 14 to 17 makes this very clear. When the apostles back in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new Christians to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they'd only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. So we see it, it's very clear they were already Christians. The Holy Spirit indwelt them. After prayer, he came upon them in power and was released to flow out of them. What we also see from these verses is that the most common way to receive the baptism is with the laying on of hands. It's not the only way. I can remember when I was uh, 19 years old at university, that's when I received Jesus into my heart and gave my life to him. And it was getting towards the end of the year and I overheard some friends of mine mention this phrase, baptism of the Holy Spirit. I said, what is that? And they gave me a book to read. And this book, I went away on, on a, a, the university vacation and with my family to a very remote holiday batch and read the book. And it had the scriptures of what you do to receive this. So I was all by myself. There was no pastor to ask or, or anybody to advise me. And just simply in my room, I did what, what the Bible said, what they instructed. You know, I asked the Lord and just expected to receive, and the Lord baptized me there and then and gave me the gift of tongues. So the Lord is never limited by our circumstances. is that when we look at a scripture in Acts 4.31, is it in your notes? Good, good. Is that after they prayed, this is what it says, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. This was post-Pentecost day. These were the very people who had already been filled with the Holy Spirit on Pentecost day, and here they were being filled again. And that brings us to this teaching that many teach that this experience is repeatable and we need to continuously be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5.18, Paul says to the Ephesians, be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And when we look at the Greek, it's the present continuous tense, be, being filled with the Holy Spirit. There's, there's an ongoing process that happens. And if you just think of it, uh, if you compare it to our human bodies, we need water every day. It's essential to keep healthy and well that our bodies stay well hydrated on a daily basis. Well, think of your soul and spirit need to, needing to be um, continuously well hydrated by the Holy Spirit. And in terms of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when we put it in context, repentance and faith, baptism in water and baptism in the Holy Spirit, this is our basic Christian initiation. But remember that that. Uh, Baptism and both the baptisms have nothing to do with us being saved. It is repentance and faith in Jesus that, that by which we are saved, independent of both baptisms. But the point is that God wants us to be maximum Christians, not minimum ones. So uh, I have my arms wide open to receive all that God has for me. Now, just as an illustration of this need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit, if we just take a soccer club, a football club, are there any soccer football fans in the house? I see a few, probably a lot of, I see a big hand going up there, probably more rugby fans. Yes, Bledisloe's coming up next week. But if a person were to join a football club, you pay the fees, and soon after you issued a uniform. And remember, Jesus paid the feast for us when he died on the cross and shed his blood for our sins. These are two separate instances, paying the fees and receiving the uniform, but they, they need to happen quickly at the start of the season. And for many years, I was a soccer coach because I had boys, and I used to alternate each year coaching each son's team. And in all my years of coaching, Never once did, did any boy in my team arrive in jandals and togs. They always arrived in their uniform. And they wore the uniform on the soccer field for every game. And they kept wearing the uniform through, throughout the entire season. Jesus said something significant in Luke 24, 49. He said, stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is like our clothing, like our uniform. Be continuously filled. Keep it on as you go back on the field of life and keep it on right through, through your life. I love what the evangelist D.R. Moody said, he was once asked why he placed so much emphasis upon being filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said, because I leak. And that's what we should do. We should be continuously leaking, more than leaking, I reckon, that that, that river of living water is, is always flowing out of us. And here's the question, how do I stay filled? Here are a few tips. Use what you have, Sit at the feet of Jesus every day and soak in his presence. And thirdly, you can receive prayer on occasion.
Now let's look at the characteristics of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. First of all, it is an experience. They heard a wind, they saw fire, they spoke in tongues. So if you don't know whether you've received the, the baptism or not, then you probably haven't because when you have been baptized, you know that you know. Secondly, it is accompanied by manifestations, and these can be very variable. Some people may, may shake or tremble. Others might be so moved they'll begin to cry, or some may laugh, or sense God's presence, etc., feel drunk like David did with joy. But the most obvious... Holy Spirit, we should speak in tongues preferably immediately or, if not, soon, soon afterwards. Here are some very interesting statistics done by a Baptist church. Good on them. They did this huge survey on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and this was what they found. Of those who had acknowledged receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, 37% reported no identifiable evidence at the time of praying for or being prayed for. 63% on the other hand reported discernible evidence at the time. But 100% reported discernible evidence of being baptized either at the moment or subsequently. In other words, everybody will have a manifestation. There'll be evidence they have been baptized and it can be quite people who experience the baptism in various ways. For example, I spoke in tongues, 49%. I prophesied, 26%. Had a word of knowledge, 41%. I was overwhelmed and fell to the floor, 39%. I received a heart for the salvation of the lost, 36%. I experienced a healing of some sort, 50%. Experienced a gift of faith, 53%. I received a gift of discernment, 36%. And other experiences that people described included this, great relief, dreams, tears, intense experience of love, immense peace, laughter, joy, a totally new dimension of faith, compassion, a fire in my heart. I wanted to share my faith with everyone. So that just gives you an idea of the different types of, of evidence that people will experience in their lives. Now we come to the nitty gritty. How do we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, it's very simple. It's the same ABC as when you were saved. Now, if someone's come to you and said, please, will you pray for me? I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You will take them through the ABCs, and you'll explain to the person what you're going to do before you do anything. Now, A is for ask. It's a good idea to share Luke 11, 9 to 13 with them. This will build their faith. Here are a few extracts. It's Jesus speaking, and he says, I say to you, ask, and it will be given for everyone, everyone. So that's all of us in the room. Everyone who asks receives. So we must ask and expect to receive. 
Simple as that. And then he goes on to say, which one of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? And if you fathers, though you evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how ask him? Father is just waiting with eager anticipation to pour out his gifts on his children. He's just simply waiting for us to ask. And Father precious. The Holy Spirit as a person is the most precious gift. So we want to remove any potential blockages. Throw off doubt, unbelief, anxiety, fear of what might happen, past failed attempts to receive, self-consciousness, intellectual reasoning, wrong doctrine. For example, it's not for today. Any of those things, we need to just make a decision to throw it away. Then C is for confess. Confess in prophetic speech, praising God in tongues or prophecy. Explain to the person the Holy Spirit will implant a sound or a word in your mind or on your tongue. Speak it out and the rest will come, just like happened with David. Open your mouth because the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to force your mouth open. And tell them also, don't speak in your native language, but speak in tongues. Now, we have in your notes a guideline of how to pray. You can just obviously... of an outline of, of how to go about it. Now, by the person receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can lead them in this prayer. Tell them to repeat it aloud after you. And especially in involvement in the occult on my part or on the part of my parents or ancestors. I renounce all fear and unbelief and any other blockage of my mind. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Just something simple like that. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit, so that's why we ask him. Now, the person ministering, this is how you will, will pray for the person. You are going to be laying hands on the person and imparting the baptism of the Holy Spirit and release the gift of tongues to them. So you might start off praying like this. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to baptize Sally with your Holy Spirit. Let rivers of living water flow from your hand. You lay your hand on Sally, and, and then you command, Sally, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit Receive the gift of tongues. Thank you, Jesus. And you can just minister like that for a few minutes. Then encourage the person to speak out the sound or syllable that the Holy Spirit places in their mind or on their tongue. Tell them you're going to quietly start praising God in tongues and invite them to join you. 
they're not to imitate you, but to be open to receiving what God wants to release to them. And most people will start speaking in tongues straight away. If they are perhaps a little self-conscious like David was, then just simply encourage him to get alone by themselves afterwards and just be expectant to receive the gift of tongues from the Lord. Now David is going to come and he will role play this for us. Okay, that's great. Isaac, could I borrow you, my friend? Thank you. This is your chance to begin your acting career. And so we're going to role play you getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Is that cool? So suppose Isaac has come and he wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And uh, so the thing you've got to do is don't do anything till you tell them what you're going to do. When you explain to someone what's going to happen, it relaxes them if they're not sure. The more rested you are, the more at peace you are, because you know what's coming, you're expectant, then that will. You remember how you got saved? You asked the Lord. This is good acting, by the way. The nodding is really good. Keep it up. Um, I'm sure he's got a future in this. And, um, you know, you asked the Lord to forgive you. You asked him into your life. You believed that he died on the cross, rose again from the dead. Then you confessed that he was your Lord and you got saved. Okay, it's the same thing. Anything, anytime we receive from the Holy Spirit, it's the same thing. So we're going to ask the Father, or ask the Lord Jesus, in fact, because he baptizes. We're going to ask him to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Now, always share Luke eleven thirteen. It's a great scripture. It says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So he's keen and eager. Jesus wants you to be filled. So we're going to ask together. Then, then we're both going to believe that what we ask for, we'll get. Simple faith. You, my faith, your faith together. We're going to believe that God will do this. And then see. So what will happen there is I'm going to pray, and I've just asked the Lord to do it. And then at some point, I'll just put my hand on your head. Or it could be his shoulder. It doesn't really matter. Um, and I'm going to release the baptism of the Spirit to you. And then as I'm ministering for a minute or two, you'll start to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I have to act that too? Yeah, oh, well, you don't have to act that, mate. You can just be real. <laughs> and, uh, um, and then I'm just going to step back and, and quietly start speaking in tongues, and I want you to join me. Now, most people will freak out on you at that point. They'll think, how do I do that? Well, the thing is, you don't copy. What the Lord is going to do is he's going to touch the speech center of your brain. He's going to give you a sound. Maybe it'll form on your tongue. As you just overcome the logic that says, oh, don't say that, as you just release that, you'll find the whole language will start flowing out of you. So let's, let's pray. Lord, we pray that tonight you would fill Isaac with your Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, that you will cause him to over. Lord, he wants this, to be able to serve you better, to be empowered, to be your witness in this world. And so, Lord, we're asking tonight, we ask that you will come, Lord Jesus, and fill him to overflowing. So in the name of Jesus, Jesus Isaac, I release to you right now the baptism of the Spirit. Be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. You're not acting now, are you? Be filled to overflowing.
Uh, he comes right now in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Holy Spirit. Touch him. Overflow. Overflow. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit just overflow on your life right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Fill him, Lord, to overflow. And so I just minister this way. And he ain't acting because he's being touched. But um, it's just that overflow of the Holy Spirit. So I just minister for a, a minute or two. So it's what we, call, what we call soaking. And he's receiving. And then I'm just going to step back. I pray first, Lord, give him that gift of tongues. In the mighty name of Jesus, just let him be released in that Holy Spirit language. And then I would just quietly. Same thing, and, and you know, we, we, and, and if nothing's happening, you just keep praying a little bit more. Jesus, just touch him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just touch him, Lord. Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's good, huh? All right. Bless you, buddy. <laughs> That's good. I'm sure he's got a future in acting. It's great. It's cool. So there's uh, probably three categories of people here. Oh, there's four. Four. You know, some of you have been filled with the Spirit. You speak in tongues. That's great. But maybe there's others of you that you've never been prayed for before. You've never been, you know, didn't know about it. Maybe now you know. You say, yeah, I want to be baptized in the Spirit tonight. So that's one group. Another group is you might have been prayed for, but nothing much happened. And you might be thinking, I don't think much happened to me. Because you really know when you get filled with the Spirit. You really do know. And so you might be thinking, I think I need to be prayed for again. And I'm going to bring more. You definitely know something happened, but you haven't yet had that release in tongues. You might be saying, Lord, I'm overdue for release in that gift of tongues, and I really want that tonight. So if you're in one of those three groups, you've never been baptized in the Spirit before, and you'd like to, uh, you've been prayed for, but nothing much happened, you feel like it'd be great to be prayed for again. Or thirdly, you've been prayed for, you've been filled, but you haven't had a release in tongues, and you would like prayer. If you're in any one of those three groups, would you just stand to your feet right now? If you'd like prayer, don't be shy. This is your time to receive. Okay, could you guys just come and line up along the front? And make sure there's a meter or two between you. So that um, you know, you've got a bit of space. If you're too close together, you'll be a little bit self-conscious. We can spread out the whole length of the, um, the front. <clears throat> and uh, maybe if we could... We're a little bit bunched up. So how about some of you go down the aisle? If some of you can walk back down the aisle because you're very, very bunched up there. And we just want to make sure there's a good amount of space between you. Um, you actually have to move your feet to get down the aisle. It's just like turn around and go back. That's cool. All right. If you guys are bunched up, you're not going to receive. Okay. So you need to spread out, zigzag, zigzag. You'll be so self-conscious of the person next to you that it'll hinder your ability to receive. So we just want to make sure that you, um, yeah, that's good. Just a meter or so between you. 
Okay, so you guys standing have all come to be filled with the Spirit. Okay, guess who my ministry team is? It's everybody else. Okay, so all you guys sitting down, could you come and find someone standing up? Don't do anything, just come and stand in front of them. Could you put your hand up, please, if you're standing for prayer? Just put your hand up. You're standing to be baptized in the Spirit. Stick your hand up. When someone comes to you, you can put your hand down. It just allows people to see who. So if guys are in the seats, if you could move quickly. We've taught you how to do this. You can be, uh, there's no age to this. You can be young. You can be old. Uh, just go and find somebody. Don't do anything just yet. We'll give you some instructions. We'll pray. Now keep your hand up if you haven't got anyone with you because they won't know. Put your hand up if you're needing prayer. Just keep it up till someone comes to you, then put it down. All right, there's a couple of people still over here. Sir, are you, are you praying for that gentleman? Is that what you're doing? Or are you needing Okay, so when someone's come to you, you can put your hand down. So how many have we got that's... Uh, there's about three or four people over there, maybe four or five. There's a young man on the left. Don, could you um, minister to the person over there? Greta and I'll pray for a couple here. Um, all right, so I'll come pray for you, sir. And um, we've got a lady. Someone's with her. You Okay, put a hand down. Okay. Okay, you two gentlemen might need to pray for one another. Is that okay? Because we've run out of people. So that'll be the way to handle that. All right. Okay. Uh, listen, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Those that need to be prayed for, I'm going to lead you in this prayer. We're just going to cover the ground. So would you follow me out loud in this? Lord Jesus, I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit tonight. I ask forgiveness for any sin in my life. I plead the blood of Jesus. I also renounce over my life any involvement in the occult or Freemasonry by me or my ancestors. Let it be cut off in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you're eager to fill me with your spirit. And I'm eager to receive. I believe to be filled tonight. And I ask you for the gift of tongues in the name of Jesus. Okay, those that are standing to pray, what you're going to do is you're going to do what I did with Isaac. Firstly, you're going to pray and ask the Lord Jesus to fill them. When you've finished praying, you're going to then lay hands on them and command it to happen. You're going to say, in the name of Jesus, receive the baptism of the Spirit. Now listen, you've got to bring your faith into it, okay? This is not hope. This is faith. You believe something will happen. It's not dependent on how holy you are, how experienced you are. You can be a brand new believer. You can have problems in your life. That's okay. Jesus will use you in your weakness. All you've got to do is bring your faith into it. Amen? So come on, let's believe God together. Father, I pray in these next few minutes, a whole bunch of people are going to get filled with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. All right, guys, pray first, then lay hands on them. And then remember to pray for tongues as well.
Don't worry about the person praying for you. You're going to focus your mind on Jesus. He's the one that fills you to overflowing. People are getting filled. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. More, Lord. More, Holy Spirit. Fill them to overflowing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, just activate your faith. If you're hungry for this, God is going to meet you. You don't have to sweat it. Holy Spirit, increase this anointing. Increase this anointing, Lord, in the name of Jesus. A number of you are being filled with the Spirit. A number of you are speaking in tongues. Maybe for some of you, uh, you're feeling like not much is happening. Well, just take it by faith. And remember, just spend a little time on your own tonight and, um, and just wait on the Lord. Sometimes, guys, you've got to hunger for this. It doesn't all happen the first time. The early Pentecostals, they would go to tarry meetings week after week. Sometimes they'd go for a year or six months or 18 months before they got filled with the Spirit. And they just kept pressing in. They just kept hungry. And so if you feel like, and I just want to be real, if you feel like, oh, I don't think much has happened tonight, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you, all right? You just, just need to say, I'm going to be determined. I'm going to get prayer. I'm going to get prayer again. I'm going to keep seeking God for this until I break through. Is that cool? You know, and I know a number of you have. I think it's about 30 of you being prayed for. And, and you know, I think maybe 60, 70 percent of you have come through, maybe more. And, and that's cool. But if you haven't, then just, you know, you just you stay hungry. And uh, why don't we just pray one more time? Just put your hand on your own heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit, right now, just fulfilling people all through this room. In the name of Jesus, just receive the baptism of the Spirit. May the Holy Spirit fall upon you in Jesus' name. May He flow out of you like a river of living water in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You want to say something, Tom?
Don's just saying maybe at the end of the seminar tomorrow, we could create another space for people to be prayed for. Certainly at the end of this next session, we'll be praying for encounters with the Spirit, and you just might get filled there. But uh, how many know something's happened to you? You've either, you know, power's come upon you or you've started speaking in tongues and, you know, there's a bunch of hands going up. So that's great. All right, you can return to your seats, folks. And just uh, in a minute or two, we'll get into the next session.